attention campers. Today we talk about camp, ski camp, snowboard camp. We talk about being at camp this week on the Ski Rex Media Podcast. doing everybody tim from ski rex media here with you once again for another brand new ski rex media podcast how's everybody doing out there i hope you're doing well i know there are some sicknesses going around but i hope they aren't affecting you i hope you aren't getting them i hope your family's not getting them i hope you're able to get out on snow and if you're not able to get on snow or even if you are i don't know if people are listening to the podcast while they're skiing but I hope you're listening to it in the car on your way to skiing. I hope you're listening it, listening to it in the car on the way to the office. I hope you're listening, and I hope you're enjoying it, and I thank you for listening. I really do appreciate that you are listening. Thank you for doing so. The Ski Rex Media Podcast, brought to you in part by Whaleback Mountain. That's a place I was last night. It's a place I'm going to be tonight. That's right. Two nights a week, Tim from Ski Rex Media Moonlights is Tim from Whaleback Mountain on the lifts as a lifty. You can come visit me there, but more importantly, you should come visit the mountain. Why? Because Whaleback is awesome. They have everything you could want in a ski mountain in a small package. You want groomed runs? They have groomed runs. You want natural runs? They have natural runs. They have trees. They have a hike park. Get a little terrain park action going in, a little hike park. It's right there next to the magic carpet. It's wonderful. Kids love it. Adults love it. Everybody loves it. They have a rental shop. They can teach you how to do it. They have an army of instructors who are ready to teach you how to ski or snowboard. It's wonderful and so easy to get to. Right off exit 16 on I-89 in Enfield, New Hampshire, it is practically on the interstate. When there's lulls in the lifty action, I can watch the cars go by to see maybe how the road conditions are, if there's some ice, if there's some snow, if I see plows going by, I know. It's right there on the interstate. So easy to get to. Not very expensive at all. One of the best prices and lift tickets you're going to find. It's an Indy Pass partner. So if you have your Indy Pass, you get your you can go get your two days at Whaleback. They're ready to take your Indy Pass. Uphill New England partner. If you have an Uphill New England Pass and you like the uphill adventures, go head over to Whaleback, scan the barcode, head on up the head on up the mountain. They are ready to take you there, and you will have a good time. Come visit Whaleback Mountain, man. It's awesome. I love it. It's my home mountain. I work there two nights a week, and I enjoy it. Whaleback Mountain. Ski it to believe it. Also, let's talk about the Embrace Snow Sports leggings. You know I wear them. I wear them all the time. I love them. I have the Dynamic Plus legging that I wear while I'm working. I have the Snow Sports legging that I wear while I ski. Compression all through this pair of leggings. It's like having built-in knee support, built-in knee braces. They're supporting the hips. They're supporting the back. It's awesome. They make your ski day so much easier. It's They feel great. They feel great, and you can feel the difference when you take them off. Believe me, you might want to leave them on. The Embrace Snow Sports Legging is fantastic, and you can check that out with a link in the description, or you could just go to the Embrace page, embrace.com, I-M-B-R-A-C-E.com, and you can use the code SKIREX10, S-K-I-R-E-X-1-0. SKIREX10 will get you 10% off at Embrace on your order. Dig it. That is a decent 
bit of discount, I think, especially for such a wonderful product. Check out Embrace at Embrace.com and get yourself a pair of the Snow Sport leggings. And why not pick up a pair of the Dynamic Plus leggings while you're at it? Embrace. Check them out. Lastly, I have one more discount for you. We had on the show Ryan Thompson and Jay Baldessari not too long ago. And these two gentlemen are the, well, Jay is the Northeast representative, sales representative. And Ryan Thompson is the founder and head boss guy over at 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company out of Vail, Colorado. They came on to the Ski Rex Media Podcast to talk about skiing, to talk about booze to talk about the 10th mountain division they came on and they talked about everything and they are great they do a lot of work for the veterans they work a lot with the veterans they have veterans on the payroll they they do a lot of charitable work they are small they are wonderful you could check them out at 10thwhiskey.com very easy to find there's links in the description for that as well and again if you're looking to get your opera on with some 10th mountain spirits you could do that with a bit of a discount too ski rex media podcast fans and listeners can get a 10 percent off discount there as well with the code ski that's s-k-i it's very easy head to 10thwhiskey.com and you can pick up a bottle of bourbon vodka whiskey moonshine Anything that they have, you could get with a discount. Ski, S-K-I, that's the code you use. Head to 10th Mountain Whiskey. Check them out. Use that product code. Get yourself 10% off, my friends. Now, I would love to do some more Meatballs references. The Attention Campers at the beginning was a Meatballs reference. I, I don't do the best Bill Murray impression, but if you remember that film, then you, you know where I'm going with that. It, it, it's an older film now. I think it came out in 79, just like I did. So we're talking 45 years ago. Um, so it, yeah, it's a it's an older film. It's a bit. I do the bit with Steve Harding as well. Steve is our... Steve is our guest this this week. He's going to tell us all about to to oh my goodness, I'm going to butcher it and I'm going to leave it in. Usually I would put something like this in the biff reel, but I'm going to put it here. Steve Harding is the director over at Tokampupog Camp over by King Pine Ski Area out that way. In fact, the camp, the ski camp uses King Pine, uses King Pine Ski Area over there. It's very cool. It's an older camp. It's been there for a long time. Steve gets into the history of it. Steve gets into the what goes on, the programs they do. He tells us all about it. And I do, as I said, bring up the meatballs bit, which we kind of just leave hanging because it's now that I think about it, it's not that funny. We both chuckled. He got the bit, you know, and, and he played along, but it's it's really not that funny. So we'll leave that there. We're just going to talk about ski camp. We do talk about the summer camp, though, too, a little bit. But, of course, Ski Rex Media, we focus mostly on ski and snowboard camp. And what you could do, it should be called, actually, Snow Sports Camp because they do a whole bunch of other things. So we'll get to Steve in a second here. We'll bring uh, we'll bring the interview in. Again, this week, we are not going to do the 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 uh, question-answer segment, the the fan interaction segment, I should call it, the fan interaction segment. We, we Steve and I go pretty long. We go pretty long, he and I, so we're not going to do the fan interaction segment this week. I'll save that for another time. I do have one more question that came in through email that I'm going to put up on the podcast at a later date. So stay tuned for that. If you would like to send something in, you can email the Ski Rex Media Podcast at Ski Rex. No, 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 that's not what you can do. You can write an email at contact at ski 
the word contact at skirexmedia.com. That's how you email Ski Rex Media. And of course, that link is in the show notes as well, as are the other links. Plus, you can go to skirexmedia.com and you can get links to everything. Skirexmedia.com, very easy to remember. So you go to skirexmedia.com or you can find Ski Rex Media on the socials, Instagram, X, Facebook, LinkedIn, even. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash skirexmedia. There you can subscribe and be a podcast subscriber there you get the show ad free plus you get it on sunday instead of wednesday you can find us all there plus you could go to speakpipe.com slash ski rex media and leave ski rex media a voicemail which is what i was getting at that way you could interact with the program you could ask questions you could bring up criticisms you could bring up comments you could talk about your best day out your worst day out you could do a shout out for a birthday anniversary bar mitzvah whatever it is Leave me a voicemail, leave your name, and I'll make sure you get a shout-out when I use it in the podcast. It's a lot of fun. We've had a few of them. I'd like some more. So if you wouldn't be, if you'd be so kind to follow, subscribe, and play along with the SpeakPipe voicemail or send in an email, I would appreciate it. But when you're done doing that, or you know what, do that after. Let's get into the interview. Let's do it. Here's Steve Harding. He do, he's the director at the camp at Tecompupog near King Pine Ski Area. I wish I could remember the town offhand, but we get into that in a second. So let's go ahead and get into the interview. Today on the Ski Rex Media Podcast, we continue into the world of the kids in a way. Kids are a big part of Ski Rex Media. I have feed with some of the friends and fans. Too. In fact, I was just telling our guest Steve here about the kids episodes that I've done in the past and some of those kids some of their race training is at King Pine which is in the vicinity of what we're talking about today so we let's get into trying I swear I'm trying to get these intros out quicker it's awful Mr. Steve Harding how are you today sir? I'm doing great thanks awesome awesome he's up there near that King Pine one of my favorite ski areas small but awesome I loved every minute I was there shout out to the group of people up there I went with and shout out to everybody there whom I've talked to it's, it's a lot of fun great place but Steve is not at King Pine necessarily and we're going to get into that so why don't we start with the same question we always start with sir who are you are and what you do thank you very much my name is Steve Harding I go by Steve a lot and I am the director of Takami Park which is a couple of things. It is a summer camp for boys. We're located in Madison, New Hampshire. It also is a winter camp for boys and girls during the school vacation weeks, which are coming up here pretty soon. Awesome. And that's fantastic in a way. Like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think camps in this way still existed. I thought it, I almost feel like it's something you don't hear about a lot. I don't know. That's, and again, learning experience. That's why we have someone who knows these things. Do you find that people hear about this and are shocked and surprised, or are you all so popular that you just keep getting people and getting people and getting people? Well, in terms of, I mean, camps are definitely very strong in New Hampshire. Residential camps are definitely very strong in New Hampshire in, in terms of the summer, the summer season. Sure. There's a lot of options for kids there. In terms of the winter season, we're very unique. It is, I think people are potentially surprised when they find out there is that residential winter option for their kids during the school vacation week when they find out about it. And oftentimes people are very quick to refer their friends and, and their family to us when they get there. So it's, it's great. It, it, it's, it's fairly self-sustaining and, you know, we have, we get, we, it's a, it's a fun time. So once the kids get there, they have a great time. They tend to come back or they want to come back. 
and and it goes from there. So it's 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 a pretty cool thing. So I feel I'm fortunate that I'm you know to be the director of this program. I feel very fortunate to 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 have that opportunity in this unique awesome. environment. Awesome, and that that is cool. You know what? Let's do it like this then. Let's let's go over real quick the 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 summer program. You know what? You can just give a quick overview. Residential camp kids are actually there and they stay there. They're not coming home every day, if I understand correctly. And then we'll get deep. We'll deeper dive into the winter stuff, being that this is Skier X Media and all. Good, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. So, Takami Pog summer camp for boys uh, was started back in 1932, and it is a residential program for sure. The kids that come to us come for a minimal of two weeks and upwards of a potential of six or seven weeks, depending on the summer. Uh, this summer, we're, we're at six weeks. So yeah, so we have kids that are coming and actually living with us away from home for from two weeks to six weeks. And those kids could be as young as eight years old, second graders, or they could be as old as freshmen in high school, freshmen or sophomores in high school. By that point, a lot of kids have been with us for a number of years as well. And Takami Pog, the summer camp is, it is what, I, you know, I, I think of it as a traditional camp, which means that we have a lot of different types of program that we offer the kids. We're not specifically a sports camp, but we have a lot of sports incorporated into our program. And we're not just an overnight adventure camp, but we have a big overnight adventure component worked into our program. So we're a blending of a lot of things uh, for those kids that are looking for uh, a little bit of a lot. Okay. We have a bit to offer. Awesome. Awesome. So very good. So the summer camp is your traditional, what you have in mind as a sleepaway camp. You go away, everybody comes, whether by bus, train, or whatever it is. You all are pretty far up there. Like Madison isn't far from bigger areas like Conway and stuff, but Madison's out there kind of in the woods a little bit, isn't it? It is. It is. We're right next to Conway. We are in the woods. Our property is is really beautiful. We're very spoiled here. We have the owners. This is a family-owned business, the whole thing. And uh, we're we're just under a thousand acres or so of property here. Uh, this beautiful little lake that we sit on and the woods surrounding it for the most part are part of the property. Uh, so we have our space certainly right here. We're not crowded, you know, next to a lot of other things, which is great. So when kids come here, they get to enjoy the woods that we have right here. They get to enjoy this beautiful lake that we spend a lot of time in during the summertime. And then at the same time, we are just in the foothills of the White Mountain National Forest and on the edge of the lakes region of New Hampshire. So there's so much outdoor opportunity that are available to us at camp. And we give these kids as best we can an opportunity to explore a lot while they're here. And Steve's not kidding. Yeah. It is awesome up there. Like the even the drive up is amazing because you do come through the lakes region. Well, at least I did the way I went from where I live in Vermont. That's the way I went. And man, it's just awesome. And you get out there. And I stayed down at Purity Spring that 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 overnight. I skied at King Pine. It was awesome. It's just a beautiful area. Just a lot going on up there for a little 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 spot up in New Hampshire. It feels like there's a lot going on. And you get up there. I think I saw the camp too. Uh, the second morning, I was out wandering, and I ended up on this road that eventually took me up and around to the top of King Pine. I got up there and I was walking around up there and it looked like a, a, a camp, like a summer camp, but I don't know if that was it, you know? That totally was it. Yeah, you're, that road you're on, that, so that, that road takes you up through the camp. Okay. Uh, and then eventually, if you're, you're good, you find your way. I'm impressed you found your way to the top of the ski area. Oh, um, yeah. But that, road, that road does go through camp and you would have seen, when you walk through, you would have seen the little blue and gray cabins on both sides of the road. Sure. Uh, and that's where the kids in the summertime live in, uh, which are still, they're very comfortable, cozy, rustic cabins in, in terms of they have electricity, they have bathrooms with, with cold running water, and you know they have bunk beds in them and stuff like that. But they're screened in cabins. They're, they're screened in their wooden cabins. So 
when the kids have them all decked out with their stuff. Very cozy to live in for the summertime. The good news is in the wintertime, we do not have the kids live in those same cabins. <laughs> those would be a little, like a little, little more rougher in the winter. So we have different accommodations. I, I almost wonder if that wouldn't be kind of awesome to stick them in there in the winter, be like, we're going full bore. We're going to teach you how to be Rambo. But if not, that's fine too. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. It's, oh, dude, that would, I don't know. I would have liked it as a kid. So, that's summer. Well, that's a basic summer. What we all think of as a traditional residential sleepaway go away camp. Again, I wasn't sure these things still existed, but they are out there and wonderful experiences for many. I've I've uh, I've I've done some volunteering at a camp in the past up in upstate New York, uh, also out in the middle of nowhere. A lot of fun. We had a lot of fun out there. It was great. That was our program was more sports oriented though than anything else. Also Methodist, so that was a lot of fun too. But that's a story for a whole other time. Now, we come to the winter time. As you said, the kids are in different buildings. It's a whole other thing. So let's let let you know what. Let's start basic. Let's just talk about what the program is. What you know when they come, how long they come, what we're doing. Let's just do a whole overview of it. So that so when the winter hits, we transform the summer camp into the winter season. So those buildings that we use, for example, in, in the summertime, the big building that we have, which is our dining room in the summertime, also our dining room in the wintertime. But in the summertime, those there's rooms upstairs in that building that we use for for directors and for for program staff to live in. In the wintertime, that's actually the rooms that the kids would live in. Okay. Um, so these and and the, also all the big buildings that are winterized in the summertime that we use for general program, that's the residence the, the residences for the winter camp. So the, all those rooms are there. They're they're like basic resort rooms. They are very comfortable. They have private baths, hot water showers, you know, they're environmentally controlled, all that stuff. So wow. they're very cozy. They're, they're nice for camp. They're definitely, definitely a nice room. So that's comfortable. Comfort is there for sure. And then the program for, for winter camp. So ski camp started back in 1939. So we've been around for a while. We, we, we actually, you know, we predate the official start of King Pine itself as a, as an official skier because uh, we were started with the camp template in mind. So the same thing you think of when you think of a traditional overnight summer camp, just sort of put that into winter mode. So the kids are coming, they're spending in, in this case a week because it's during the, the school vacation week. Mm-hmm. So there it's a, it's a six night overnight experience for the kids. It is boys and girls. So it's co-ed and we do, you know, the activity periods that we do. Whereas in the summertime, we've got, you know, summer type variety of activities in the wintertime, we are focusing on the skiing and the snowboarding aspect aspect. We are right on the side. So our, we're located right at the, if you're familiar with King Pine, uh, our buildings are right on top of the tubing hill at King Pine. So the big buildings that sit on top of the tubing hill, if you can picture that in your mind, I know you can. Totally. That's where the, that's where the ski camp is based out of. So we're right. So we can actually walk from our dorm rooms down to the ski slopes at King Pine. So we're right there. So you take advantage of King Pine. So our program in the wintertime is based on King Pine because we are right there, part of that, part of that entity, which is awesome. Um, so skiing and riding is our focus for sure. The kids will be grouped in lessons for the week. They'll have an instructor for the week. Uh, one of our camp staff who are also all, all of our staff at camp are the instructors and we can certainly hit on that more, but, but they will be in a lesson, either riding or, or skiing based on their ability, their co-ed lessons. And they will be in that with a curriculum, you know, the, the, each lesson, each level has a curriculum attached to it. Very similar to if you went to a, if you went to a skier, you took a lesson at their ski school our, our lessons would be similar in like what the, what what the what's in the lessons as far as skill levels and stuff like that what's expected. Okay. 
but in this in-camp environment. So they're in that lesson for the week with the same instructor, same group of kids, and we just enjoy the slopes of King Pine. And then the lessons are balanced with free time where the kids can mix together with their friends that are in other, you know, might be in other levels or other classes, and they can mix with them and have some fun informally on the mountain and take advantage. King Pine is such a great scary for this because it's a small area. As you know, it's, it's very comfortable and it's one of those areas where you, it's, it would be very hard to get lost on King Pine, right? You can, you can speak to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's so comfortable for these kids. They can go up and down. We've got the staff obviously on the mountain with them skiing and having fun with them, but they go up, they go down, they can, they can really explore their skills and have just such a great time. Yeah, if you were to get lost on King Pine, you would be a very talented person. I mean, that's a talent you might not want because it is very it is a small place and it's one of the the uh the 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 great selling points, I think. We've talked about this especially with kids and family skiing and riding, you know, as a family sport that the smaller places they do. So you can kind of let them off the leash a little bit. Everybody's going to end up at the same lifts. There's nowhere else to go. It's you can awesome. give them a cool sense of freedom at the ski area, we, they're in a very structured program, but within that structure, we can give them a really, a really cool sense of freedom, uh, freedom and empowerment to explore on their own a bit and enjoy on their own a little bit, even though they're surrounded by, you know, the structure of it, which is cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I think that's great. That, that, the, the, uh, King Pine set up wonderfully for that. And again, it does have a second lodge on the other side, but even if you got stuck over there somehow after the lifts close, it's a two minute walk. It's, it's a two minute work. You'd have to, if you're getting lost, you're, you're making it a point to try and get lost. That's, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And again, as I said, even if you try, it's not easy. It's hard. It's not hard. Exactly. <laughs> like you have to have gotten off and just started walking down the road. And you know, I don't know why you would do that. So you did touch on something that you actually answered one of my questions. I was going to ask if, if the camp staff were the instructor, excuse me, were instructors, or if you were part of the King Pine schools, uh, ski school, but you all are completely autonomous in a way. We are totally autonomous. So Takayapog is a separate, a separate business altogether, separate part of it. I mean, owned by the same family, but separate, separate part of the business and our counselors. So I'm trying to think right now, all of my counselors just running through my head real quick right now for this year, coming up for ski camp, all of them have pretty much gone through our camper program. So a lot of them have been campers at ski camp. They have come up, they've gotten older there, they've learned, they've had fun, they've made their friendships and they want to keep going. So we have a, we actually have our own CIT training program at ski camp, like a lot of summer camps do. So typically after their sophomore year or their junior year in high school, uh, if they want to, they could be selected. They have to be selected. They do an application for it and they could be selected to spend one, one winter with us training to be a counselor. And then after that, uh, it's possible they could get offered a real job to be a counselor. And, and so the counselors live in the rooms with the, all the kids have supervision in the rooms. So it's not Lord of the Flies. <laughs> They're definitely having <laughs> supervision. We try our best to keep chaos under, you know, under control. Yeah. So the counselors live in the rooms. They also, those same counselors sit at the tables with the kids. We sit family style. So they, they sit at the tables, they teach the lessons and they run the program. So we are, we are, it's, this is an immersion experience for the counselors. They come up here knowing what they're getting into. A lot of them travel out of state with the kids. They come here for the week. A lot of them, some of them take vacations from school or from life or from work in other jobs and just spend it with us because it's a very valuable experience for them as well. It really can be. We, when we were in our late teens, as I said, we did myself and some of my friends, we did some volunteering at a camp. 
as counselor type. I forget what our actual title was there, but it's same idea. And say, I was, in fact, I'll, I'll put it like this. I was looking through the website here and I was looking at some of the photos, some of, you know, you're talking about family style meals, this kind of thing. That's exactly what we went, went through. Very rewarding. You learn a lot. Like, and especially if you're younger, if you're like, like we were, we were 17, 18. And I think the last year I did it, I was 21, but you just came out of what your work, the people you're working with or what you just did. So it's, it's an interesting experience all around. And something you were saying, how you've had people come up through the program. This is something again, to tie it into King Pine. And I don't mean to keep bringing them up. I just, it's the oh, best way right. I could do it. King, Pine's uh, for him, so. <laughs> King Pine, they, they have said they have, you know, generations of people who come skiing there. And then you'll see the whole family there. So you got four or five generations, grandparents, great grandparents, right down to the grandkids going there. Same with some of their employees. People have been there 30, 40 years. Sounds like you all have the same thing. You have that draw. That must be a wonderful experience to be able to keep like not keep, but everybody comes back almost like a homecoming. That has been one of the cool things about working for this company in general and all parts of this company, the ski area, the camp and the resort, you know, Purity Spring Resort, all of those facets of this family owned business, they've all, they've all catered to families and made lots of friendships and lots of traditions for individual, individual families have created a lot of their own traditions over the years coming here and passed that on to, to other generations and their families, which has been so cool. At camp, we, we definitely feel that that is, you know, once we get kids here, Oftentimes they, they enjoy the experience. Most of you know, camp is not for everybody for sure, sure, but a lot of kids have a lot of fun here and a lot of them want to come back. And, and that's why. So for me, you know, doing the enrollment and stuff for, for both camps, but for ski camp, we're talking about that right now in April, once camp is over, I do my early signups. And generally we, we fill up a lot of those spaces right then and there because the kids, I give them a chance to come back if they want. Uh, and a lot of them will, will choose to come back. And then I go, go from there and fill in the holes. Hey, and, and, and to that point, uh, what, what kind of numbers are you looking at w- with kids? Do you get like, is 50 a good guess or is that a low number? So camp, so at ski, in the winter time, based on the, yeah. the bed space I have in the dormitories, I can take up to 80 kids. Only. So if we're in that mix, it's like half and half girls, boys, if, if it works out, you know, we have, we have a big building girls dorm, big building boys dorm, essentially simplify it and, and if they both fill up we're about 80 kids total similar in summer camp we 80 is really is happy is happy for us uh, i can go a little higher in summer camp because we have a little more uh, bed space available but winter time we're confined to those big buildings that are environmentally prepared for us to be there in the winter time so sure sure and so and right now uh for camp for this year i am about 70 ish right now so i have i've got about 10 spots left mostly girl spots for whatever wow. reason this year the boys have filled up a bit faster but but we'd love to have the full 80. It's more fun with more kids for sure. And I'm trying to think this year, we definitely have, I have a bunch, I don't have exact numbers for you, but I have a bunch of kids of alumni, you know, who are now sending their kids to camp, to ski camp. There you um, go. A few new ones this year, which is so cool. And a couple of people that were back. So you, you talked about people spending decades here, you know, and passing out to the kids. So I'm one of those people. I was a camper myself at both camps. And so since elementary school for me, I have been coming here and I, and now I get calls from people who, you know, were campers with me who are now sending kids to camp and stuff like that. It's just, that's another cool part of this program to see that, you know, people grow up, they have kids, they come back. It's very cool. Amazing to me. And we have actually, I'm trying to think, we have actually one that I can think of one great grandkid this year. Very nice. Very nice. Very cool. 
it's so cool man like keep it skiing is i mean i always try to push it as a social sport and as a family sport and skiing and riding snow sports in as a whole it's very awesome and and god i i it's it's 80 kids that must be something i think i think our group was that well i guess if you're if you plan for it and you're staff for it it's not that big of a deal huh in the in the early days of camp back in the when they first started this up before king pine was official and they had these resort buildings all these big buildings here they would during ski camp they would they would try and fill all of them so our numbers in the old days before my time i hear stories of 150 kids at camp and we've fine-tuned everything since then become a little more official obviously sure well for us 80 kids 80 kids is a good number it's enough to there's a lot of new friends to make and it's controllable for the most part yeah, <laughs> um, for the most part yeah. you know so in this in this environment it's it's a great number it's a great number it really is it is a lot of kids but they're all here to have fun for the most part so you know we we uh, and we do we do our best to do that for sure and camp so i at some point i want to you know skiing riding obviously that's a focus sure. um but you if you're familiar with purity spring and, and king pine you know we have other facilities too that we tap into so yes. for these campers what we also can offer them to make this kind of a traditional camp experience so it's not just all about skiing and riding we have a skating rink you know king pine has a beautiful outdoor skating rink that's covered and we definitely use that uh, at times for part of the program we have a tubing hill that we use for skiing up a couple times during the week we have a beautiful swimming pool down at Purity Spring Resort that we use a couple times during the week. So these kids have other things. I mean, to, to, to make it a full program, there's other things that we do. And then, of course, it's camp, right? So we have music, dance parties. We have skit shows. We have movie nights. We have campfires and make s'mores. We do some snowshoeing adventures. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a, it's a, and just the, 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 the kids all getting together, making friends and just having that kind of enthusiastic fun together, sure. whatever they're doing is the big part of the program for me, really is those relationships. Um, Absolutely. That make this the, the, the special place that it is. That's amazing. And actually that was, see, man, Steve, you are you awesome. <laughs> well, you are awesome. See, there's a little behind the scenes. Let's get off topic here for a second. If someone doesn't talk or speak well, Sometimes these interviews are hard. Steve speaks very well, makes it very easy on me. And he's answering my questions before I ask him, dude, I don't have to do anything today. It's a day off for Tim from Ski Rex Media. It is easy to talk about camp for me. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, man, go nuts. Go nuts. The mic is yours. But seriously, kidding aside, I was going to ask about other activities. And before I get to my specific question, that the, 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 the rink, the skating rink, if I remember correctly, that's real ice too. That's not like new technology. That's real. You have to wait for the water to freeze. And right? we are, yeah. So we are in the process of getting that geared up now for this season. We haven't, with the weather we've had, you know, we're totally at Mother Nature's whim for a lot of this stuff. Mm. Uh, when we're talking about all these outdoor activities and and skating has has not yet opened up for the season, but we are optimistic that we will be at some point here soon. And with the snow we're getting and this cold, um, yes. especially they, I can see, I can look out my window right now. They're cranking the snow guns right now on King Pine, trying to finish up getting everything open. So the skating rink is a, it's a beautiful full-size skating rink. We flood that ourselves with water that we have our, our lake right here so we can pump up water and we can flood it. And then we actually have our own Zamboni to manage the ice and keep it looking good and keep and keep it skating good. It's, it's a simple rink, but it's a, it's a good, it's a, it's the size of a basket. If you can picture an indoor basketball court, uh, it actually is a basketball court in the summertime. The Toko Dome is one of our camp facilities. So it's a full-size basketball court. And we have an indoor climbing wall there. You'll see on one side for the summer kids. In the wintertime, we flood it, turn it into a skating rink. We have a campfire on one side. 
so we can do our fire, get warm, make s'mores. We have music playing. It's a, it's a pretty cool experience. And we have skating, of course, with King Pine right there with their full rental shop. We have skates available. So for those kids that come to camp, we offer, they are welcome to bring their own skates. And, and if they can't bring them or don't have them, we have them available for them right here. Same thing. I might be in your head again. So I apologize in advance, but no, by all means. Yes, in general, right? So we are, we're bringing kids to camp. A lot of them are coming from, so a lot of our kids come from the Northeastern part of the country. A lot of New England kids, obviously that makes sense. Sure. Um, um, and then we have a, we have a good chunk from New York, New Jersey as well that come to us specifically for ski camp and summer camp. They come from a wider, a wider, broader scope, but for ski camp, Northeast makes sense. It's a shorter period of time. And so depending on how they're getting here, it might be hard for them to bring their own skis. We invite them all to bring whatever they want with them. But if they're coming on a bus or something like that, it's hard to carry that stuff. We've had kids flying before for ski camp and we pick them, you know, so it's, but we do have King Pine has a, as a full rental shop and everything's right there. So there's, there's the ability if they can't bring their own or they don't have their own, we provide it. They have to, and obviously there's a charge for rentals, but, but uh, they can get everything right here is what I'm saying. So it makes it easy to have it all right here for them. Yeah. See, look at this. Steve's doing all the work. I don't have to do anything because I was going to get to that too. If a rental gear was a, was an option and obviously it is. And I kind of assumed it was anyway, but in, you know, in the modern era, you know, I kind of just assumed it, but I was going to ask anyway to, to double back around to that, to your, to your skating rink and it being a basketball court as well. I do have that the day I was there, it was actually the day before pretty wicked snowstorm, but it, the day before it was just sunny and it was kind of cold. So it wasn't up, but I do have a, actually I have a video that's I'm saying, huh, must be a basketball court. I was like, or I was like, they don't play on skates, do they? Like that would be awesome. Well- you know, uh, there, there's usually a basketball or two rolling around on the skating rink and for ski camp. They they somehow get their hands on them. They, they're floating around. So it's not out of the norm to see a basketball flying through the air during ski camp, for sure. It's not hey, an organized this activity, but, you know, things happen. Kids are creative. If you are able to shoot a ball and be on ice skates, more power to you. I'll leave that for the kids. That's for fantastic. me, standing up on the ice skates. Is, is, that's, that's, if I can do that, I'm doing pretty well. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> the ski part on there, but you know, the skate part I'll watch and tubing too. That's kind of awesome. 100% support tubing. It's fantastic. So equipment is covered. Lodging is covered. Food is covered. I assume that's modern day food too. Like if there's allergies flying around and other things, you all have it covered. So we have, we have our own cooking for that week. And for the summer, of course, we have our own camp kitchen and our own cooking staff that, that just cater to the kids that week. It's three, three meals a day, three big meals a day, buffet style for, for ski camp, uh, family, you know, we sit family, well, family style, we sit by room at ski camp. So they sit with the kids in their room, you know, the kids, well, I'll get to that, but they sit with their kids and the food is, it's a combo of kid friendly, kid tasty food and with a health component. So it's not, they're not going to be totally, you know, ill by the end of the week after eating our food, three meals a day. We have a, a salad bar for lunch and dinner, always available. We have a fruit bar in the morning. And then we have a nice selection of, of food that you would not mind eating yourself if you came here for camp. It's pretty tasty, actually. Mm-hmm. Don't hear a lot of complaints. To answer your question, though, yes, we are. We, so in general, we are a nut-free facility. As far as the dining room goes, we just have, we, we have, we want kids to be comfortable. And we have enough kids with, and staff with nut allergies that it was just easier for us to go totally nut-free. So year-round, we do that up there. And then as far as other dietary concerns or restrictions or whatever as long as we know about it in advance our cooks are, are very talented so we can deal with most things excellent yeah. excellent look at that it got you covered on everything let's see you know what i'll ask a couple 
more parental kind of questions only because now by the time this comes out, yeah, those 10 spots will be filled. I'm sure. So was, I'm so if not give me a call. <laughs> yeah, if not, we'll give Steve a call and we'll definitely get into contact info and everything you can need. That way you could also jump on it early next year. If you and your children are interested, you know, that way you can do it. And man, that that's pretty good that they, they fill up safety. How do you guys handle that? Like I know skiing and riding, are inherently dangerous i know that sounds like i'm overdoing it but i actually do oversell the safety with people because they're like oh it's not so bad and i'm like good now you're not scared anymore go out and do it but how do you you all handle that i'm sure well you all are experienced you if you're on the mountain patrols there anyway how do you handle all of that so safety at camp is a number one priority obviously and I'd love to say that fun is the number one priority, but safety is hidden hidden within that all the time. So oh, sure. safety is right in there. You're right. On the mountain, when we're skiing, riding, tubing, all those things, we defer to the on-site King Pine Ski Patrol. If something happens like that, the ski patrol is right on it and, and they deal with that stuff. And then we go from there. So that's it's nice that we have them right there. When we're at camp, then obviously the camp staff are the ones in charge of the kids. We actually do have a full-time on-site registered nurse who is part of our camp staff. She also was a camper there. She's part of our part of our team and she's come up through the ranks too, as all of our as all of our staff really have. And and she's been there for a long time. She loves it. She takes a uh, she takes a week off from her much higher paying job that she has to come and and be with us for that week and help us keep it going. So we do have on site uh, medical right there as far as the nurse goes. She handles all of our a lot of kids come with meds. They're they're all stored in the infirmary and the nurse handles all that and takes care of all that stuff. That's awesome. You know, supervision just basic safety in terms of supervision. That's why we have counselors living in the rooms with the kids. So there is nighttime supervision. And then we also, each building has a dorm parent who is not a counselor. They don't have, they don't have kids in a room. It's just another adult figure that has a room to themselves. So there's a a female in the girl's dorm and a male in the male dorm that live in rooms upstairs in those buildings. And they're there for extra eyes, extra ears, and an extra, uh, you know, source of guidance. If, If you are, if you need some to talk to someone, they are there for you. We all share in that responsibility of trying to get these kids a, a fun and always safe experience. If someone does get hurt or sick and it's, you know, the nurse, ski patrol, first line. And then if we need to go further than that, we have relationships with our local walk-in clinics and our local hospitals. Of course, if something happens, then we have that as well. Our, our walk-in clinic is just nine miles down the road and they are very accustomed to dealing with camp because we have summertime, same thing. You know, we have a full-time nurse at summer camp too and and the same hospitals and all that. So. Fortunately, uh, you know, we do a pretty good job. I, we are not bulletproof at ski camp. It, it, totally. As you said, it's a high-risk activity. They're skiing, they're riding, they're learning. If they're having fun the way kids should have fun, then they might be taking some risks to do that, you know, and we try to minimize the risk actually involved. But if they're pushing themselves, it is possible that they might fall and get a bump or bruise or, or you know, it, we, we, we have, we, I can't say we haven't had our broken this or broken that occasionally. The funny thing is about that is when kids get hurt or sick at ski camp, in general, they lobby their parents to stay and just suck it up and stay. So we have kids with a cast on their wrist because they're learning how to snowboard and they fall. You know, it's it's part of the process and they'll stick with it. They'll, they'll just keep going. They'll stay at camp. It's really, it's, 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 a, it's pretty cool. And in, in summertime, summertime, same thing. The kids get hurt or sick. They do not want to go home. They want to, they want to get through it and stay. So that's awesome. And that's so- that speaks very highly to your program, to what you have going on there. If the kids like, cause some kids will use a, 
good. I mean, goodness, even adults will fake an injury to get out of work. Kids will fake an injury to get out of doing something, maybe going to aunt whoever's house, but whatever. But if they're, you know, actually going down and they're in, you know, they're in the exam room, they're like, listen, when we're done, I'm going back to camp, right? Like, let's just, you know, that's their question. They got They're getting their cast on like, so wait, wait, so when can I get on the slopes again? When can I start? When can I ski? It doesn't happen that often, but everyone's, but again, we have the medical stuff. The resources are there if we need it. And then as far as just, you know, illness at camp, again, we have the nurse for a reason. And it's, you know, this is a very close knit community. We are living in dorm rooms. They're on a hallway. It's like a, it's like a dormitory, you know, it's a dormitory built, picture a dorm, lots of people. And so if somebody does get sick, it's certainly possible that that spreads. And the best that we, you know, our first line of defense, and I'll just be upfront about this is that we just, we, we try and we rely on the parents. Uh, to make sure their kids are healthy when they get to camp for day one. That's huge. If if no one brings anything in, chances are no one goes home with anything at, at the same time. It's if, if something sneaks into camp right from the beginning, then we we do we do whatever we have to do to deal with it for sure. But we really ask all of our parents to make sure. And in these days of COVID, you know, these recent years of COVID, which we don't even like to say that word anymore, right? Because we're all sick of it. And it's just, you know, it's like we have flus, we have colds, we have this, we have that. COVID is just another thing uh, now that we have, but I know it's a serious thing and we take it seriously. And so what we do is in these years right now, we've just asked all the kids to take at, at this point, do a, you know, a take home antigen test for that specific thing before they get in the car to come up that day, just to show that they're arriving with a negative test. And that just helps us feel good about it, I guess, and puts, puts us in a better mindset going into the week. And, and I can tell you that we've had COVID has not been a problem for us at ski camp. Excellent. Um, so that, that thing is not, we have had colds get in or little things get in and, and sometimes sniffles go around or whatever it is. And, and, you know, again, we deal with it. We deal with it there for the most part. We're just, for the most part, I could tell you, uh, Tim, we are sending these kids home tired. That's what, that's the thing they go home with most of the time is they're exhausted because when you're at ski camp or at summer camp, but ski camp, especially because ski camp is only one week long. When you're at summer camp for three or four weeks, you've got time to catch your breath and you can, you know, you're going to have time. You can go totally. to sleep. You're going to wake up. You're still going to be at camp. You got much more time when you're at ski camp. These kids don't want to miss a moment because you're only there for a week. Every minute you miss is a minute you miss of potential fun. What could, what, what do you mean? You know, it's like that, that fear of missing out thing is huge at ski camp. So yeah. they, they, you know, we try to get them to catch their breath. We take rest hours after lunch that's built into the program so they can get some downtime. We do have bedtimes actually at ski camp. Um, that said, they try and burn the candle as much as they can and, and they go home. So a lot of the parents, I mean, it's, and, and, you know, so the reason, honestly, the reason why we end camp on a Saturday now is sure. because that gives them Sunday to, to, to rest up before school on Monday, because back in older days, we would end on Sunday and so many kids would miss school on Monday because they were, they were just, and it wasn't because they were sick, they were just exhausted and the parents would call and it was, it would be really funny because they would, they, they couldn't get upset with us. They weren't mad. They were just like, they wanted to let me know, but they were like, they had so much fun. Thank you. They're missing school. I guess you're okay with that because they had so much fun, you know, <laughs> but we, we tried to, we tried to minimize that a little bit by ending a day early so they could catch their breath and just sleep for a day and then go to school. So the car ride home, when the parents pick their kids up, those that have been here before know that, you know, the kids have about, they've got about five minutes to get whatever they can. And the kids are snoring in the back seat to catch their breath. So it's, it's a, it is a fun high energy week for sure that is awesome that, that's fantastic that is that should be the goal that's my goal every day when i ski to get home and be zonked i'm done let me get dinner and i'm out i'm, I'm done that's as far awesome. as skiing goes to learning skills i mean you, you can speak to this you know yeah. to, to be in a, to, to come to a place where you have the opportunity to improve on skiing or riding whatever it is that you want to focus on for that week they choose one or the other for the purpose of camp for lessons you know because they're in that class all week 
for the purpose of learning and having the ability to have daily, to be on the slope daily for five, it's five full days of skiing or riding, working yeah. with this program, to be able to do that day after day, the improvement that you can see with your ability uh, while you're having fun doing it is just incredible. So to have this opportunity for that is, you know. Oh, yeah. It's not just taking an hour lesson and then going home. It's like, this is like, you're living this for a week. And that's, that's brilliant. You're going to have parents listening to this talking about, gee, if I shave, put my hat on just right, could I <laughs> be a 15-year-old again? I'll take a week off from work. I have some vacation. I get to ski for five days. Are you kidding me? And be fed? Like, dude, you can't beat that. That's that's amazing. It sounds like a great experience. It sounds like you yourself have a ton of experience and the staff. So just from a logistics point of view, just from the fun of it, what kind of staff are you looking at? Is it you got you, you have you, you have a registered nurse, you have your staff. Do you have to have like a lot of people? Like, do you match one-to-one with the kids or close to that? Or what, so the what way, do you got going on? Yeah. So the way camp is structured is, so we have, so I, I, for title purposes, I call myself the coordinator of the program just because I'm putting it all together. But I hire a program director for the week who comes up, actually, he and his wife come up, he and I, Ned and Ned and Jen, they've been with me for for over a decade now doing this as directors and their kids are currently campers and going through the program as well. Right. And Ned, Ned and I actually were campers together ourselves when we were kids and we've, so we've been friends for a very long time. So they come up, they take, again, a week off from their lives. They're both very busy with their own lives and their own work and they don't have kids in a room. They run the program. So they, they oversee the day-to-day at camp which is right. fantastic. I appreciate it. So I've got them, I've got the nurse, uh, and then I have the dorm parents. So each building has that that woman or that man who is just there to be an extra source of maturity uh, and guidance when needed for the program. And then after that, we have each room has a counselor in it. So okay. we have each building has eight rooms uh, in it. So if, if each of those rooms is full of kids, each one will have a full-time counselor that will be living with us for the program. And then occasionally... If depending on, so if I have, you know, if we have, let's say we have 80 kids, it won't be, it's very unlikely that it would be 40 skiers and 40 snowboarders. It, it's these days, it looks like it's higher skier than the snowboard, just the way it seems to be breaking down. Sure. So if I, I want to make sure in the counselor group that I have, I have enough that are actually are skiers or snowboarders themselves to be able to cover all the lessons. So occasionally I will recruit, uh, recruit other staff that don't live in rooms actually for extra instruction. Oh, okay. Um, so that's where I get the staff from. Now, as far as who are the staff. There's two ways to become a staff at camp. One is you go through the camp program. You grew up with us. We know you. We know your family. You apply to be a CIT. You are awesome at it. You are then selected to be a counselor and you come back and you are a counselor then for. So you might be in high school. You might be a junior or senior in high school, which would be the youngest that we would have as a counselor because we know you and we've known you. We've been part of your growing up process with this program. If it hasn't been for that, then you are typically in co- you're in college or maybe out of college and you have applied like you would a job, but usually it's because you've been referred by a current counselor or a current family of camp. It's very rare that I get someone who has no connection whatsoever. I can't even think of anybody right now who has, who's had never any connection to camp. It's always usually a referral to come into the family and be part of it like that. And, and, it, and just in case parents are curious, it goes without saying for camps in general, summer, winter, whatever, that all of the staff regardless of the fact that we've known them for years, we, we all get background checks every year as part of the just has typical standard part of the hiring process, not for a residential camp. So that would be a, a general question that I can answer easily, you know, off the bat. 
that that also happens. So <clears throat> you definitely have They're a dedicated group for sure. You de- They're not there to get rich. I can tell you that they're there because they believe in this program. They, some of them want to give back because they love their camp of years. Now it's they, they feel like it's their turn to contribute to it and help keep it going. They love the tradition of it. And it's just so much fun for them too. It's a break from their lives, whatever it is, but they, they do it because they believe in this program and they want it to continue into the future. So I am. And so now that we're at 86 years, this will be our 86th year of ski camp. You know, the, the hundredth anniversary is not all that far in the horizon. We can sort of start to see it looming. And, you know, I can tell you that all of our staff, then especially the ones that have little, little kids who might continue, you know, they start to think about that and they want to help us keep going. So we get there, you know, it's awesome. great. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a, no matter what, no matter what kind of business you're in, you want the employee who's going to be there to put it quite, who wants to be there to put it quite simply, if they're just showing up for a check, so to speak, you don't want that. You, you know, you want who wants to be there. If everybody wants to be there, not only are they going to do the better job, but they obviously know what they're doing. You are covered. And that's kind of why I asked about that. You, as you said, you could answer that. So I'm sure parents ask you this too. And since we're getting the information out there, parents, I don't think you have to worry. If if, if your kid goes up to, to excuse me, to Kamupog, man, you're going to get them back and they're going to be, they're going to have the experience that they're the experience of a lifetime, which is, you know, interesting for a kid to have. I mean, it's a leap of, I know, I, I totally understand this is a leap of faith for some parents. They are trusting somebody else with their kids away from home overnight. And some of them are very comfortable with that because they've grown up, but for whatever reason, they're comfortable. And some are just, this is a new experience for them too. So, sure. you know, we talk about acclimating the kids to camp and getting them accustomed to being away. It's also an acclimation for the parents too, to be without their kids. I, I totally get that. At ski camp, you know, summer camp, it could be for six weeks. So that's a whole totally another length of time. But it's ski camp just one week, even that week. Uh, and it is a way, it's an away from home experience. So as much as, you know, we have a policy for parents to call and they can call during certain times if they feel the need to hear that voice and talk on the phone with them. Okay. You know, from a camp director point of view, I know that I try to encourage minimizing that because I want to the kids to really take, make the most of this opportunity to be away from home for one week and just to really experience this a little bit of sense of independence and what they can accomplish and how much fun they can have. And, and then, and, but the parents are definitely part of this process. We're not trying to exclude the parents for sure. We're, we're psyched for these kids to go home and tell these stories once they wake up, you know, tell these stories, share the memories, all that stuff, share the pictures. We try and get pictures every year that we share with the parents so they can see some of the memories that we make at, you know, in the summer, in the summer program, we ask the parents not to call for the first week because we want the kids to, the kids have to acclimate and get used to not being near the parents and hearing their voice every night. So, but after that, we, you know, it's, this is an experience for the whole family, really. It's, it's the kids are here on site with us for a week, but we want the whole family to, to benefit and enjoy. And I will say just so, cause I'm sure this is in your head. You're going to ask this question at some point. Yes. Camp is technology free, both summer and winter. So, you know, it's summer guy. camp. That might, that might be a bigger deal in the summertime. You know, kids are their parents are looking for their kids to be unplugged for a bit of time. And it used to be, yeah. you know, I've been here long enough that I've seen these trends now. So it's like when we first became technology free, this was hard for the parents because they're so used to being able to to push a button and get, hear their kid's voice or keep tabs on them or get a quick email or a quick text or whatever it was just to know how's your day, what's going on. And so we've had to wean both sides off hey. um, for so, winter camp it really detracts from the program when the kids are constantly distracted by getting, picking up their device and 
just texting or whatever it is they're doing, surfing or whatever they whatever they're trying to do. It's just it really detracts from this on-site, very personal experience. So, so we are tech-free. We ask people not even to, not to bring phones unless they're coming up by bus or plane or whatever, and they you know for safety reasons, of course. We just sure. what we do is we collect the phones and we put them in the safe in the office until after camp's over. But uh, we we the staff obviously can have technology at that point, but the campers it is a tech-free program. So. Uh, hopefully a lot of people listening appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) I appreciate that. I love it. You were right. I had it. I was waiting and dude, get them off the phones. That's what we're here to do. Get outside. Like I get at some point, like I use the camera on mine all the time. I get it, but you know, put a, go back to the old style disposable, man. It's a lot of fun. You you (laughs) can do that. That's fantastic, dude. I love it. Tech free. Get them out on the mountain. Get them outside. Again, 10 spots ish left. I, I They'll probably be filled by the time this goes out. That's a shame. I no, it's so. not a shame. <laughs> It'd be a good but, problem to have for us. Yeah, it's that, that's what I'm saying. It's not a shame. It's, <laughs> let me rephrase that. It's a shame for anyone listening who's like, oh, cool. I've just heard about this. And like, darn it. Just missed it. Get in early. Get in next year. And to that point, how do they get a hold of you? to 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 just even if they want to get information yeah, like yeah. we we both referenced the website but website phone number all the contact info the parents need to get a hold of your camp so camp yes yeah, so i absolutely give you the contact and i will say you know i think ski camp especially is a little bit of an unknown quantity i appreciate the opportunity to be with you on this on this uh, interview because you know most of most of our kids come because they're referred it's an insider info type thing they're referred by family or friends that this sure. is something they know get in, get in while you can, you know, it's, it's, um, so once we fill and I do give, I do give people a chance if they love it to get their spot back the next year. So once you're in, you do have an opportunity to say yes or no for the next year, you know, if you can. so it's nice. You have it. So you can build your, cause we want, I want to support them building their own tradition with us and being able to look back on these, you know, when you look back at your childhood years, there's probably things that stand out good and bad, you know, hopefully mostly good. And, and in this case with camp, you know, I really want to try to create memories for these kids, both summer and winter, where they can look back on their childhood years and really have a strong, a real strong positive, you know, source yeah. there. To, to find out about us, our website is, I can spell, I can say it out for you if you want me to. Um, Please. It's www.toko, which is T-O-H-K-O.com. Uh, that is the website for our summer camp. And then when you click on that, there'll be a couple tabs on top. And one of them is for our ski and snowboard camp that you can click right on that. And then on that website, there are, there's a video, there are photographs. And actually on the homepage of that site down the bottom, it says, let me go there and look at it here. It says seasons at our camp. I don't know, Tim, if you've looked at that one, but on the very homepage, it says seasons at our camp down the bottom right hand. If you click on that, there's more photos of different times of day and different parts of the activity that you can look at to get more information. There's also down there an interactive map of the summer. It's it's a summertime map, but it's the same facility, so you can get a gist of what it looks like there. Um, So there's lots of photos. Under the Ski Camp tab, there's a a little video that was made. And this, again, this this was a very just grassroots video that we made with a little handheld camera. One of our staff did it for us at camp that year with the kids. Actually, it's awesome. awesome. It came out really well. And it's a little bit, it's a little bit dated in terms of these kids are older now or growing up, but I think it still tells a good story. And so the video is there. And then there's also, I just want to call people's attention to in the parents info section, there is a little parent handbook, which has little one page flyers on 
safety, keeping the kids healthy, descriptions of the classes, um, how to be in touch with your kid at camp if you need to be, pack, a packing list, all those things are there um, sure. for people to see if they have questions or they want to check it out before they even call. Are you looking nice. for it? Can you see it? Yes. <laughs> and then, and there's a few other forms on there as well. But yeah, there's a lot of information on the website. And my phone number is also listed right there on the website, but 603-367-4010 in the wintertime is my direct line here in the office and they can call or they can email me at skicamp at kingpine.com is another option if they want to send an email. So then all that's listed on the website too. Happy to hear from them. Happy to answer questions. Happy to fill the last couple spots, but if not, even if they're calling for maybe the next year or two, if they want just some info for the future to plan ahead, that's fine. Love to chat about camp. As you can tell, I am happy to chat about camp. So absolutely. And it's perfect. And the, the website, very easy to navigate to. Like you, you just pop on. It's a very well-built website. It's very nice. See president's vacation week, Sunday, February 18th through Saturday, February 24th. This will air or debut, I should say on the 7th of february so how long between the 7th of february and the 18th do they have like do you have a registration cutoff or no, no i will tell i have literally had kids uh, if i have happen to have a space available and a parent drives up the hill with their kids and they happen to be packed for camp and they show up the day of and they can fill out the forms i'll take them that day happy to say that's actually i'm saying that because it's happened it's kind of funny there was there was a time where an alumni showed up just on a whim and ended up leaving his, leaving his daughter with us for the week, which was hysterical, but she had a great time. Amazing. As long as I have space, I'll take kids for this one. I, it, there's a very simple medical form to fill out that the parents can do themselves for the most part. All the forms are very easy. They're very user f- for this week, just being a week away. It's not that, you know, the forms are very simple, so we can do it quick for them. Excellent. Excellent. So there you go. Don't, I wouldn't suggest try. Sh- Doing the old crap shoot yeah, and driving up last minute and, and just to hope to get a spot. I mean, you can try, but I'm hoping that won't be an option this year. But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. But do the old crap shoot on the phone or on the website. If this is coming out day one on the seventh, you now have what seven, eight, nine days to call up Steve and say, dude, you have a spot left? Because my kids freaking out about wanting to do this. It's now the most exciting thing in their life. Can we do it? And if he says yes, you're in like Flynn, man. Awesome. Very good. So all the information will also be in the show description from, you know, and that all depends on which app you're using. If you're using Podbean, it's well, it's usually below everything, whether you're on a podcasting app or if you're on YouTube or wherever it is, it's usually below everything. Very easy to find. Don't look at the information. If you're listening in the car, pull over first, then pick up your phone or other device to look at the information. Steve, man, this sounds like a blast. I would totally do it if I was young enough. And now at the, 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 to where I'm at now, that's just too much. They're going to, sometimes you just get tired looking at kids, just Just watching them get tired. (laughs) I have a nephew who's two. I watch him. I'm like, I'm ready for bed. I don't know how he's still going. This I think great. about that every day at camp. At the at the end of the day, we talk about this when we're there. We it's it's actually pretty amazing all the stuff that gets accomplished during one single day, just because yeah. it's so packed and there's so many opportunities. So it's it is it's tiring. I understand. It takes me a while to recover after the week myself at this point. So it's worth hey, it, man. 
That's that's fine. That's to me that says you have a great program and not only do you have the great program, you know how to run the program efficiently. You know how to like it sounds like you're just one step away from military efficiency and I appreciate that. <laughs> it's great. One last thing before I let you go here. This one's for me. It might be for some of you. This one's for me. It's going to date me a little bit. Do the parents, because I'm sure the kids are too young for this, do the parents ever do meatballs jokes? Who remembers that movie? <laughs> One of Bill Murray's earliest, 1979, just so, just so you know. It's not a movie we show at camp to the kids. No, God, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not, the, it's not the hardest R movie, but it's definitely no. not for kids. <laughs> I couldn't let it go. I just couldn't. I, I was sitting here. You said when you said CIT specifically, I, it just popped in there. And I'm like, that's stupid. I'm going to say it anyway. Why not? <laughs> awesome. Steve Harding, everyone. Thank you very much, sir, for doing this. I'm excited for camp and I'm not even going. You're excited and you are going, dude. I hope you have a great time this year. Thank you. I appreciate it, Tim. Awesome. We'll get we'll we'll check back in with Steve during the season. I'm going to be up at King Pine maybe that week. You know what? If I am up there that week, I'm swinging through. Swing I'll through. Just, give me a heads up. Yeah, we'll sneak you in. Yeah, I don't. I don't 100 know yet because I, I, I'm going to be all over that area at some point. It might be that week. It might not. But we'll talk about that, Mr. Steve Harding. Again, thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoy. And there he goes, Steve Harding, the director over at Tokamia Pog, a camp that does summer camp, a camp that does winter sports camp or snow sports camp over there near Purity Spring. And of course, the wonderful King Pine Ski Area. Very awesome. Again, camp's coming up soon. It's coming up quick, but you never know. Steve said he'll take people right up to the end. So give them a call. All contact information will be there in the description. So please check that out at your leisure. If your child, do you think your child would be interested? Or if your child is interested, give Steve a call. Give Steve a call and he very well might have a spot left for you. He could get you in, right? Right. I, however, am Tim from Ski Rex Media, thanking you for listening once again to the Ski Rex Media podcast. I do enjoy your fandom, and I'm glad that you are here with me to take this journey into snow sports. Please follow and subscribe and rate the podcast anywhere you can. Follow on socials, head to Patreon, go to speakpipe.com slash Ski Rex Media to leave a voicemail. All links are in the description or head to skirexmedia.com. Enjoy the rest of your week, my friends. I'm going skiing tomorrow and Friday and Saturday and Sunday if I can muster up the strength to do it. Actually, those have all already passed because I am recording on the 31st, and this comes out the first week of February next week, the 5th or the 7th, whichever it may be. I forget. But whatever today is, that's the day it comes out. And may, maybe I'll maybe I'll still be skiing tomorrow and Friday and Saturday if you're listening to this on its first Wednesday. You never know, but I'll see you out there. If I do, say hi. Tim from Ski Rex Media, thanks for listening. I'll see you out there later. Later.